Hello everyone, today I have a great call from a guy from Virginia who is actually a US-based person investing abroad. And he wants to buy real estate in other countries. Um, we talk about that and a big point we talk about and I get to at the end of the call and I really get into uh, is there's like a big shocker at the end of the call about something that we didn't I didn't even expect to happen. And instead of saying it here, I'm gonna just tease you with it so you stay all the way to the end of the call because I think, forget about liking it, just watch the video. I hope you enjoy it. Comment, you know, if you have a question, you can schedule a call in the description below. If there's any times available, I'm a busy guy. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy the call. It's really good stuff. Hey, Jeffrey. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you, James. And sorry about the, uh, uh, the black background and my name in the front. I don't have a a webcam so that's fine you know um yeah well thank you for uh meeting up with me today thanks for scheduling the call you had some some fun questions so um and i know most of the people on my on my youtubes and stuff most of my stuff's about non-residents but i like to talk i like to do some of these calls too of course it's uh, very helpful because you're a u.s yeah you're a u.s citizen right yes yeah i live in leesburg uh virginia okay uh and uh, I'm an architect, and um, hopefully after my IPO goes public, hopefully soon, um, I will become a real estate investor type, you know, you know invest in multifamily uh, apartment buildings and some, you know, single family rentals and that, that type of stuff. Okay, great. Sounds yeah. good. So you have a... You have a so the IPO, do you work for a company or is it your own company that's going public? No, it's, it's, I work for a company, for a developer out of Pennsylvania, uh, cool. doing high-speed rail. And um, he hired me on, uh, not, not paying me salary, but he gave me shares for the last 10 years. So it kind of accumulated. Um, so I, I've done all of his infrastructure designs and um and that kind of stuff and also a bunch of other marketing materials and uh, profiles portfolios because um, he'd landed a lot of contracts um, at, you know letter of intent to be contracted out for construction work all over the world okay so, great yeah it's, it's exciting it's big and exciting so but i'm ready for that thing to happen man my goodness 10 years a long time to work for shares yes it is <laughs> You're a very patient man. Good for you. That's a good. Oh, well, not, not really. <laughs> kind of. But, but you're right. You're right. I've been. I haven't. You know. Haven't freaked out yet. But my goodness, it's, you know, it's wearing but thin. It's on the. It's on the horizon, though. You said like it's. They're doing it. They're working with a, a brokerage or whatever, and they're like right. putting it together. Cool. That's right. great. Good for you. I hope it. I hope it goes out really well. So. Sure. So you're going to have your seven figure buyout. That sounds awesome. Um, more or less a sellout and um, long-term capital gains for you. That's also awesome. Um, yes. mm -hmm. So let's see, you want to, and so you want to do stuff offshore. Uh, ask, ask me, tell me a little bit more. Ask me some questions. Let's see. I want to do it in your order. Yes. Um, my, my wife is Panamanian. And she's a U.S. citizen, uh, so mine too. Very cool. Oh, really nice, nice. Yeah. Is, is she a stubborn and strongest mind? Uh, this is a YouTube call. She's amazing. She's so amazing. 
Oh, nice. Hey, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. I love mine to death. I, I couldn't trade her for anything. Super stubborn. Yeah, but that's, yeah, super yes. stubborn, of course. Well, in a good way. Yeah. Right? In a good way. <laughs> yeah. That's how you've been together a while anyway, so that's cool. Right, right. Um, yeah, so we, we are looking to uh, purchase a, a vacation home in Panama, Panama City uh, specifically. Um, also, there's a few other opportunities for investment for multifamily around the same area. So I'm looking to invest in those. Um, and I have always liked Cayman Islands. So I've got a beach house that I want to purchase there. I've been working with an agent for like, I don't know, six or eight months, just waiting for this money to come in so I can buy it. Yeah. But also there's some other investment pop, uh, opportunities around there too that I like to you know tap into. Um, and there's another country that I've, I've got my feet in is Italy near Rome. And uh, I, I just do castles over there. That's for yeah. sale. Castles. So, uh, but I was going to also purchase that as a rental property as well. You know, because it's got, I don't know, 17 rooms or something. It's, it's already fetched. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, so anyway, those are the three primary countries I'm interested in to own uh, companies and rental purposes. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to save money on taxes. Uh, if I do this right, I don't have to pay any taxes on or little taxes in those countries. Uh, I want to do it legally. I'm not here to to evade taxes uh, or anything so like that. So I do that. it really smart. I get it. Those are good questions. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to have, you know, I'll give you answers. I'm not, they're not going to be complete because I don't know the laws in Cayman Islands or in Italy, but generally with real estate investments, um, you know, they're not huge tax things until you liquidate them. They're not huge like right. tax burdens. It's, but it's, you have to definitely check the local laws. And like one example, like in Spain, they, they take, the country takes 20% of your gross rental income. So like there's, mm -hmm. a, there's, there's the rules like that. Obviously you have to check locally. Panama doesn't have anything like that. I, I think Panama if if you could own the um, the the property in your own name and operate it that way, that would be fine in Panama. I mean, that's how I have a, a little property there too, and I think it's mm -hmm. in my it's in my wife's name. So, I mean, right. you you want to? I mean, I guess objective one is securely securely own the title of the property you're buying. That's like the most important thing is make sure that you're the owner, you have it all in paper the right way in that country, and it's all it's all secure and it's in your name and it's all good. So, and then then you have to check out the local laws um, in terms of like foreign companies or U.S. companies, I would you would use a foreign company or put it in your own name. That's what I would I would say. I'm probably to limit legal liability. You put it in the name of a company, and I think it works the same in other countries where you you put it in the name of a company, and that's that company is like the legal responsible person. Right. Uh, in terms of the tax impact, I mean, there's different filings and stuff, but there's not there's not going to be too much like too much. There's going to be stuff you have to report, but. You can basically elect, uh, depending on the type of company, elect for it to be a pass-through and then just report it like a regular U.S. rental and get a credit for taxes you pay. And that's like kind of the ideal situation. It's not, these aren't huge, um, usually real estate are, are like tax-preferred types of investments uh, mm -hmm. ev everywhere in the world. So uh, there has to be some matching, like if you have it in a company and they, they do depreciation different, Technically, you should recalculate the depreciation and do the books in the U.S. accounting when you report it on your Form 5471, which is a, a report of a foreign-owned U.S. 
a U.S. owned foreign corporation as a form 5471. Um, so, so form 5471. Uh, 5471. Five, okay. it's, quite, it's quite comprehensive, but if you open up a, 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 a company in that country uh, and it's like a corporation, like it pays its own taxes, basically, if you open a company that pays taxes itself instead of you paying taxes, it's probably a corporation equivalent. Right. And that's the form you would file at the end of the year. And, you know, it's not like it shouldn't be it's like there's not that much different ways you like since since you have to secure it legally you probably have to put it in a corporation in that country it's just how you have to do it and then mm -hmm. you just have to manage the filing correctly here it shouldn't be a huge tax burden unless you're making a lot of money in which case you have to pay your taxes so you know there's not that much and in terms of tax planning i more recommend you set it up right to have the most secure legal possession and then review the taxes in that country and there's not as much flexibility in terms of who's paying you from where because it's, you know, located in the country and it's getting paid for people that rent it, pay it to use it. You know, it's like pretty straightforward in terms of investments and planning and stuff. Okay. So <clears throat> um, there, there will be companies set up in these countries because I want to own the property under a company name. That's the yeah, idea. And uh, if I have multiple investment properties um i will have an umbrella company to own those little companies that own properties as separately you know like an llc um format here in us mm -hmm. should i <clears throat> should i form a corporation or an llc here in america to own those companies in in the foreign countries or is that just too much It's actually not a bad idea to have a U.S. corporation, as the as the laws are currently written. If you have a U.S. corporation, usually the laws are written to make it a little bit more tax favorable for a U.S. corp to own foreign companies instead of a U.S. person. Uh, the problem is, I mean, you don't. It sounds like if the, if all this works out, you won't really need a lot of the profits from the from the companies, right? You can kind of leave them there and move them back to the U.S. and stuff, right? You won't, it won't be like you need this to live, right? Right. And I mean, I may, you know, I, I may live, <clears throat> I may live in some of these places, you know, a, a few months of the year or something. I mean, if they're if they're in corporations, I mean, you might technically have to pay rent to live in them if you're if you're using it for a business right, purpose, right? You know, but that's not a right. big deal. I mean, it's going back to yourself, but. Uh, a corporation like this is something that might um, that might you know be a good idea to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's a really complicated discussion. It's not something I get asked all the time, but um, right. it is it is complicated. <laughs> like in your in your if your goals are to just have like hold these properties forever, make them be yours, and and then you know transfer the the comp all of them to your heirs and stuff and like keep them forever it'd probably be easier to put them in the name of a u.s corp because then if you ever want to transfer it or give it to someone or whatever you just give the your, your corp instead of transferring the ownership of all these different companies to different people there you go no that that makes sense so that, that makes sense and there's probably there, there, there could end up being some tax benefits because like i said it's generally more favorable you don't need the money so Sometimes the problem is getting dividends out of the corp and paying dividends. It's it's a little bit more tax compliance because you have a separate corporate return. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it will be definitely easier to to like transfer ownership of that corp to to other people, generations and stuff. Right, right, right. Okay. 
that's a good way to do it. You could even do like a grant or trust or something, but I don't uh -huh. know the rules. A, a corp would probably be easier. Right, right. And I, um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Or and then maybe have the shares of the corp be owned by a grant or trust that you own. So then, then you could avoid, uh, it's, it's estate planning all at the same time, you know? Because mm -hmm. then if you have the, the I don't know, that's, that's a, another, I guess another um, question, but I think that would be a good way to do it. Open separate companies for every property, put it under a U.S. corp, and that way you have this U.S. corp stock and shares. You ever want to get to put it in your, your will or whatever you do like that, then that's something you'll have much more right. easier to na navigate and manage. Yeah, I like that. Right, right. And uh, I can actually uh, just pay myself a distribution, a small, small distribution uh, from the corp. Um, so, with, uh, you know. so with, um, there's, so if your U.S. corp owns the, the properties, here's how it works. If you get it, if you own the, the company in, in Panama and you distribute profits to yourself, you pay tax on the dividends uh, in the U.S. at the, at your, actually at the ordinary income rate because it is a um, foreign owned companies don't get the preferential dividend, like long, the qualified dividends. It's just, there's a, cause it's not a, if it's a foreign owned publicly traded company, you can, but if it's a foreign owned regular company, you can't get qualified dividend rates. So it's ordinary income. So if you own it by, excuse me, if a corporation, your U.S. corp owns the foreign corp, then the dividends come to the U.S. corp. If it's a 100% owner, tax-free. So the U.S. corp can get the dividends tax-free. You just pay taxes on the dividends you take from your U.S. corp. Oh, and, that would, and then it would be a qualified dividend. That's why I said it's, it's more complicated, but it would save you on taxes depending, right, right. depending on the amounts. And like I said, even if you never distribute anything, then there wouldn't be dividends. But yeah, more. There's a little bit more overhead in terms of management and the filings and accounting sure, and sure. stuff. But but you that, will if the dividends are especially on that 17 room place in Italy. You know, if you make 40 grand a year profits on that and you want to send it to yourself, you're going to pay less taxes on the dividends. Right. Right. Okay. No, that's that's good. I I just I I the the re the main reason why I want to do all of this is because I um, I, I understand. Uh, money, the U.S. currency especially, the value of money by itself, like if you put it into a bank account, um, it's going to drop. It's just, just going to no, drop no. because yeah. the inflation's going up. And yeah. So I got to park the money in something like real estate where it's appreciated every year. Or, in real estate you know. in different markets, yeah, it's, right. it's something. It's something tangible that you always have. You know, right? Like if money, exactly. if money, if currency completely devalues and it's worth nothing then at least you have these a castle and an island house you know right right <laughs> that's right that's so i that's right. i no, i agree i think you obviously have to diversify and invest in different things especially if you come into this uh this ipo uh wealth mm -hmm. right it's, it's uh it's definitely a life changer um it, it's it's enormous i mean i i uh i i'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it even 10 years later and because the value of the company as projected or expected, it's so high. It's like, I'm like, Jesus, man, I got to, I got to do something with this money. I don't want to blow yeah, it. You know? like, yeah. You have like a million no. shares and they come out to 20 bucks each, you know, you, you, you made $20 million in the, in the IPO, you know? Right. So, and yeah, then you, and I, if you save, sell them all, save some, whatever you want to do. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's the value of the IPO. That's how it works. Right. That's right. You know, I mean, I, I don't mind paying taxes. It's just 
I, I, I'm paying too much. And, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, I don't know. For everything. Yeah. I don't know how you manage this, uh, like the stock and, and if you did a 73 B election and stuff, I don't specialize in that, but, um, you know, hopefully you, you did it right. You've had the shares long enough. And when they do the IPO, you just basically sell them for long-term capital gains, which is like the most optimal tax output for a person, you know, like who's going to make X million dollars, you know, paying 20% right. is the, is the optimal solution in the U S for sure. Right. Right. Well, w the way I set it up was I put, um, majority of them, almost, almost all of them except for 15,000 shares in Virginia. Um, I put most most of them into an LLC company in Wyoming that I own. So, and I only have to pay twenty one percent tax on it's, the. It's a, it's a corp, a corporation. No, um, it's <clears throat> it's an LLC uh, taxed as a C corp. Why do you do that? Somebody told me to do it that way because uh, who, who told you? Who told you to do that? My boss. <laughs> Is that, is that a bad structure? I mean, it's in Wyoming. There's no state tax there, but the federal tax will be 21 or 20, 21%. So there's, first of all, there's specific rules about investment, cor investment corporations. Um, second of all, sure, you pay 21% corporate tax, but then to get the money out of the corporation, you pay 20% on the dividends. So you're going right. to pay double tax on it. Right. If, you, if you owned it personally, you just pay the 20% instead of 21 and then 20 yeah. Well, I was going to move the money around um, to other companies. Yeah, but if you I'm there, it's I don't. It's just like that's that's a tax advice question, not a boss advice question. I mean, maybe maybe he knows something I don't know. But if you there's a, there's first the corps aren't aren't good, aren't generally good for that those kind of investment vehicles. And if you owned it personally, you would just pay your twenty percent and be done. And mm. now now that it's in a corp, you pay twenty one percent, and then when you take the money out of the corp, you pay another twenty percent. Well, fifteen to twenty percent. So it's gonna you double you put yourself double tax. So see if you can take them out mm. while they're worthless. Take them out now. I just saved you twenty percent on. I'm not. I just saved five hundred thousand dollars. You know. So yeah, uh, or get or get like uh, a second opinion. Talk to another. If if this is really gonna happen, don't just take my word for it. Call three other CPAs and see if it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. It's worth the calls, and they're gonna probably right, agree right. with me. And what I would say, if you want to really save some taxes, move to Florida first. So you don't have to pay your eight, ten percent in Virginia too. So move right. to Florida, and then you're playing just the fifteen, the twenty percent long-term capital gains plus you know three percent. You save like twenty-three percent plus the net investment income tax up to some point. But then the money's clean and it's yours. Right now you pay twenty-one percent corporate tax, but it's it's the corporation's money. It's not your money, and you have to distribute it. You can't keep a million dollars right. in a corporation for no reason. So you would get, yeah, you'd have double tax issues there for sure. So definitely. Well, okay. If, I, if I move the money to other companies, is, am I still going to be taxed, double taxed that way? What do you mean move it to other companies? Well, I have other companies. Uh, I got three different companies. Uh, one's real estate, one's uh, business investments, and another is uh, uh, finance type you know, uh, investment. Like I just, I just don't, I just don't see that there's no benefit to having right. like that. You're creating a, a, a much, a, a lot more stuff to do and like hurdles to jump through when you could just own it personally. And you still have time because it's not public yet. So it's still kind of worthless more or less, you know, you can still liquidate the company, put it back in your name without any issues. The problem is that I don't know if they're going to have, are, are the shares like issued in the name of the company? Yes. 
So the problem might be that you have a holding period thing, because if you issue them back to yourself, you have to wait a year to sell them to get the long-term capital gains rates. Mm. So this is something to definitely investigate right away. You definitely should talk to a tax person. That's just the, the boss. Talk to some tax right. people about this, because it's not what you have, how you have it set up. Doesn't seem like the best way, especially because uh, let's say this deal takes another year to close, then mm. you and they raise the corporate tax rates, and you're paying you're paying oh, yeah. 60 yeah. percent tax. You know, I mean, they also could get rid of the capital gains tax rates on the on the personal side, but you know, you can always put it back into a corp. Uh, I mean, but I, right now, as everything stands, I don't think anything's going to change. Anything's going to get done. Congress is froze, and I also think that you know you don't want to like I I would own it personally, especially if it's long term. So. Definitely look into that. I mean, I can look oh, further absolutely. into it, or you can hire someone else to do it too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let yeah. Let me look into it and, and ask some questions. Making me anxious about this here and there. No. <laughs> it it is complicated. It is complicated. I'm just I'm just trying to save taxes. Right. You're o- you're overcomplicating. It's going to cause more taxes and more problems. Just own it in your own name. Pay your twenty three percent, and you're done. That's perfect. Right. Well. Well. Damn. All right, so I got an issue. Now maybe you tell your boss to call me. You know, oh, I, he, he he's an idiot. So, okay, then don't. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not. I, I we get along great. It just he's an idiot because he he really pushed hard on that. Said that it would save me taxes in the long run. Uh, but well, I mean, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe I'm missing something. But at first at first glance, it doesn't. It seems like that's not the right way to do it. Right. Well, not the best way to do it. It's going to cost more and be more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Look at well, that, Jeff. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's it. Um, okay, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for the call. And uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. Best of luck with that. Look, definitely looking at the stock. Thing. It's more important than anything else we talked about. You got it. Okay. Uh, See you, buddy. Thank you, sir. No, bye-bye. Okay, bye. <sighs> Jeff, you're killing me, man. So, we talked about all these foreign companies and stuff, but the biggest takeaway that I have here is that before you ta- don't take tax advice from non-tax people. And if it's a big numbers and big things you're talking about, get a second opinion. I'm not infallible. You know, this guy, I'm talking, you know, if no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. There's always confusion. Get a second opinion. He's talking about millions of dollars, potentially of stock options coming out. If I'm gonna get, if I'm sick, and I'm gonna, the doctor says I have to remove my arm, pay 20% of my body. I'm gonna see another doctor first before I let him cut my arm off. So do the same thing about your money and your taxes, right? Oh man, I can't believe that came up at the end of the call. So this guy, okay, so yeah, best of luck to you, Jeff. That's awesome, I hope it works out. You know, even if you do end up paying 40% double tax on this, you still have some money, so that's still awesome. But look into that, don't take tax advice from non-tax people. And on big issues, get a second opinion. I do that a lot for clients. They don't, they just people that have their own account, they just work with me to get a second opinion. They trust my advice, but they like their friend, whatever, I don't care. Do it, look out for your money. No one else is going to do that. So apart, regarding the rental real, the, the foreign real estate stuff, that's also very interesting. You know, asset, you got to prioritize your stuff, you know, protecting your assets is number one. Who cares about taxes when you, when you lose legal claim to your property? So usually a legal entity in the country is good for that. And then the difference between owning it personally or in a corp, it depends on your goals and what you're trying to do. If you're gonna sell it quickly or transfer it or do a lot of stuff, you can put it in your name. A corp is good, but it does add complexity. So 
you know, there's a lot to consider. So I hope I hope you enjoyed the call. If you have questions, schedule it below. I know in the in the description below, I know most of my calls here are for non-residents, but it's fun to get calls with residents too. I think about myself and put myself in these situations and see what's going on and see what I would recommend to people. And it's a, uh, you know, a good question. So I hope you enjoyed the call. You know, I get, they, they say that giving me a like on the video helps. I think watching the whole video to this point helps more. Share it with your friends if, they, if they're in similar situations and they don't trust their tax advisor or they, whatever, they trust the wrong person, do that. And, you know, schedule a call in the description below. I think I said that. Comment if you have questions. Whatever, man. I'll see you on the next video. Thanks for your attention. I hope this was helpful. And I, uh, you know, appreciate you supporting the channel. Have a good day. Have a nice weekend.